You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Uh oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? slower explanation now your name is dr ben song you're from the year 2022 you are the lead physicist on a top secret project called quantum leap you're a time traveler i'm addison augustine we're we work together obviously i time travel into other people so beam me up it's not that simple you leap into people to help them or someone around them Changing history for the better. No matter what happens, ben, look out! I am going to be with you every step of the way until we get you home. Ben knew that the technology wasn't ready. Can you hear me? Why did he leap? Find out what he's there to do and bring him home. If you fail, there is a hundred percent chance that this ship will crash. Just out of curiosity, if the person I leap into dies, you die too. Right. Good to know. Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, everyone in Earth Station One land. Welcome to another episode. This is a fun one. We are going to be looking at the first season of the new version of Quantum Leap. That's right. It's not a restart. It's not a reboot. It's a continuation. And it is done its first season. And we're going to talk all about it. And we've got a great crew to talk about it tonight. Joining us once again, long time no here, Mr. Michael Faulkner. Hey, it's good to be back on the station. Yeah, it's been been a while since we've been back. So, exactly, and it's nice. You're not talking about Doctor Who. You're not talking about Dragon Con. And <laughs> so, am I am I that predictable? I <laughs> I have a theme. It's yeah. You know. Well, exactly. You know, I was thinking about you know, do I want him to come on for this one, or do we want to save him for uh, Mandalorian or Picard? You know, so. I know you're no, real, well, sir. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I'm glad I'm glad I got picked for this one because Quantum Leap is near and dear to my heart, and, and um, I was very pleased with with what we saw. So this will be fun to talk about. 
it's interesting because you're the one who actually told me because you knew I was a fan of the old series and mm. you were like pushing me to dude have you started watching the new quantum leap yet it's like now I don't even have peacock get it now <laughs> you know <laughs> you didn't even give me a choice you told me to do it. <laughs> so it was awesome um also joined of course from weeby geeks Mr. Mike himself welcome back sir long time hey again after seeing the list i'm surprised i'm here this week not next week well, sorry yeah. my i know considering <laughs> your background shows. to your other podcasts yeah. and you know it, it's cool though because i love that we all have various interests and yeah. we also have a love for quantum leap and it's interesting because this one i wasn't so sure about you know i'm not a big fan of you know, when they try to bring a story back or they could try to continue it because when I'll give an example, when David Lynch brought back Twin Peaks, I don't think the new version of it that he did for a couple of years back um, holds a candle to the original series. I was right. worried about that with Quantum Leap also because Quantum Leap has such a deep place in my heart. When I saw the first episode, I, I felt, okay, this is uh, a lot like what they did, what Universal did with the Jurassic series, uh, with the second trilogy. Yes, it's a continuation of the original, but it's also a reboot into their own. This True. is a continuation, but it's a reboot. And and I'm love, I'm I'm absolutely digging the show. Cool. You know, you you get. Uh... Ben Song, you know, you have a new leaper, yeah. you know, what, you know, drew, you know, you've started mentioning, you know, what drew you to this, Mike, we'll start with you. What did you, you know, what drew you to this, you know, and what's your history with the original series? Uh, I was, a, I was a diehard fan of the original series. And I mean, spoiler, no spoiler. The original series ended with Sam being lost in, in the realm. Right. Cool. Were they ever going to, you know, it, that left you leave, you know, with that, will they ever do a, a one-off movie years down the road? Right. I know Scott and Dean were both pushing for that for a long yeah. time. And then when Dean, and then when Dean passed away, it's like, well, okay, there's scratch. There goes that there, there's going to be no, no film to either give us one more mission or one more leap or a leap home. And then when they announced the series, it's like, all right, cool. And then that kind of faltered and then back. But when it finally, there's a commercial for the series. No brainer. I was hooked. I was sold. No, no. Mike Faulkner. What about you? Yeah. Quantum leap has that, that special spot in my heart. It, it's one of the shows that I kind of, I, I almost credit it with, with saving my life at a point in time. Like I'm going to date myself. I was, I was in junior high school when the series was on the air. Um, God, I feel old. And, Thank you. Right. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but um, no, I, I was standing in, in the line in the lunchroom and uh, I, I just recently changed schools, uh, you know, coming back to a school that I had left a couple of years before. Uh, so I, I really didn't have a lot of people to connect to. And I was just, just standing there in the line as it was wait, you know, winding its way around the lunchroom. And I was just humming the theme to myself, not thinking anything of it. 
And this girl who was staying next to me, who was in my same class, she looks she's like, you're a fan of Quantum Leap? I'm like, oh, hey, <laughs> awesome. We're, we're still good friends to this day. You know, we, we, we made that kind of lasting relationship because of that. Um, so, it, you know, it was, you know, like Mike was saying, it was, it was kind of a, a gut punch at the end of the season when they're like, you know, Sam Beckett never returned home. And, and you're like, but no, he's the hero. He's supposed to, he's supposed to, you know, ride in on, you know, into the sunset, yeah. you know, and, and a happy ending, yeah. Happy ending kind of thing. Um, and we saw the, all the attempts and stuff, you know, by Sam and Dean and Don Belisario to, to really get this thing rolling again, it never took, you know, never, never really got any, any traction. Um, and what, what really kind of piqued my interest with this one was that A, it was going to be a continuation and B, Deborah Pratt was on board. Deborah Pratt has been championing, championing quantum leap from, from day one, you know, and, and so when, when that news came out that, you know, she's, she's going to be involved and she's, you know, right there and mix it with it. I was like, oh, absolutely. This this is going to be at least the building blocks are there, and we're going to see if they can actually make it work or not. And and I'm surprised that that you know it actually it it pulled off this this kind of miraculous you know thing where where you know only a few episodes in they're like, yeah, you got a full season, and then halfway through they're like, and you got a second season. Like, okay, you know that we're we're doing Quantum Leap again. This is awesome. Well, it was interesting too because when the show premiered. We weren't even sure it was getting a full season. No. It was only it only had a half or half season order originally. Mm-hmm. And you know, they the producers weren't even sure what they were how they were gonna even try to wrap it up in half a season. And you know, because there were so many different things because what the, and what they did, the, how they progressed it out, and you know. They could have easily ended the story with the end of the first season very easily. And I, I know there was concerns going into the holiday break. What's going to happen? Because it was, it was off air for a while. Mm-hmm. And yeah. usually with NBC, when a show goes off that long, it it's a, it's a death sentence. Mm-hmm. And thankfully with its return, it, it did well. Oh, when it, it became even, it got even more popular yeah. when it came back yeah. from the break, and it actually became one of the highest-rated new series for NBC yeah. or Peacock. And I think the only other one that really beat it was uh, Poker Face. Yeah, so. and and Poker Face was stream only. Yeah, and and that's that's really good. It's actually a really good testament to the show because a lot a lot of people don't remember that the original show was, it was a half season, you know, uh, or a mid season replacement in the first season. Only had eight, eight episodes in that first season. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very shaky then. Like the first season almost was its, its death sentence. And then when it came back, like seasons two and three were hitting, hitting the, the, the high notes and really, really making this thing work. And then by season four, then leading into season five, it was on the bubble. It was always on the bubble. It's being moved around the, the schedule yep. and NBC wanted to kill it <laughs> and it's, it just wouldn't die. And, and the last episode was, was shot the way it was because it was just, here's the end. You, you guys are canceled. Throw the title card up there. You're out, you know, cause they had plans for, for the next season and right. they couldn't, mm-hmm. they couldn't capitalize on any of it. But, but this, this show, the, the, the continuation show, 
firing the way it is where it's like, okay, yes, we're going, we're going, we're going. And NBC putting, putting their muscle behind it is so refreshing in the history of quantum leap. It's, oh, it's so a testament to how, how it's a whole different era now though, too. Yeah. With, with a it. different management group as yeah. well. Yeah. Exactly. It's interesting though, with the new series you get, you know, it is a continuation slash reboot. Um, and you have, of course, you know, Ben Song instead of, you know, Sam. Sam Beckett. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting because in the old series, you only saw Al most of the time. You did get to see, you know, you know, Gucci and a couple other folks, you know, mm-hmm. in a couple episodes. But this series focused a lot on the present time and the era. How do you guys feel? it worked did you were you expecting that or were you guys thinking you wanted more of a traditional you know you know basically ben uh, and you know i didn't know what to expect going in um like you said in the in the original we got it was sam and al every now yeah. and then we got gucci um every now and then we saw the holding chamber where the person who was leaped their essence was where the, the bot bodies are swapped. Right. So to speak. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, that was very little. So it was mainly, you know, the original was mainly Sam and Al going through, going through time. This, um, I, I guess it touched on my, you know, behind this, you know, being an audio engineer myself, um, working at a major theme park here in the deep South. Um, the, uh, being behind the scenes guy and behind the scenes junkie with DVDs and Blu-rays and streaming, you know, whatever. Uh, I like the fact that we're, we're seeing the leaper in his predicament, but we're also seeing what's happening on the other side and how that's affecting because Ben was not the original leaper planned for this revival of Quantum Leap. That was originally supposed know, in, to be in the program. That was supposed to be yeah. Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed the ensemble thing. Back in the eighties and nineties, when the original Quantum Leap aired, like you were able to do kind of the the um the incredible hulk or knight rider thing where basically the, the good guy is traveling from point to point to point and, and doing a good thing and then moving on and you could you could do that that small cast I, we're more of an ensemble kind of environment now you know and i don't know that that a uh, very limited cast would carry a show very well and so i'm i'm glad they brought in all these different personalities and really show you behind the scenes what's going on and and i i thought it was very it was very clever of them to to kind of allude to the, the fact that there's no waiting room this time around you know that it's because that that quantum entanglement thing they kept repeating throughout the as as a theme throughout the uh, the season yeah. and then um you know like the the technology has evolved a little bit it, it threw me off kind of caught me off guard a little bit when you know when somebody else walks into the imaging chamber and they can actually speak to the leaper now and you're like whoa 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 okay wait now technology's advanced it's a new quantum leap basically for for the, the new project Let's roll with this and see where it goes. Yeah, I always found it kind of weird in the old series that Sam's body was still there and the other people who he leapt into were in his body and they had to basically put them in a waiting room type thing. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. I'm, I was actually really glad they didn't have to deal with that. With this. And that the dynamic that they, that they have now actually was one of the big plans that they had for season six of the original version, because with that last episode, Sam leaps into himself in, in a bar somewhere uh, that's kind of off the, off the grid really. And um, there's nobody in the waiting room and, and, the next leaps were supposed to be harder because there would be nobody in the waiting room for them to talk to and to get the intel from to then go find him and figure out what was going on. It was, it was supposed to be incrementally more and more difficult as, as Sam continued his journey. Uh, and we never got to see that. So I, I think that was actually a good carryover from, from those original plans. And, and I've liked as well too, uh, with some of the episodes, it's not just Caitlin that's in there guiding no. them. Ian's gone in. Um, oh, what's her name? Who's the uh, security? Um, give me a second. That was a Jen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. goes in. Um, and even briefly, magic goes in. Yeah. Magic does <laughs> in the last like, episode. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, and, and to see him go in is like almost that look of, oh, so this is what the other side's like. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> it's, exactly. It's great. I always found it was interesting, too, because you had, you know, Magic, who Sam leapt into in the old series. He was the main character that carried over into the new series. And, you know, you had Al's daughter and you had Al's wife. But, you know, obviously Dean Stockwell passed away years ago. And it would have been great to, you know, if somehow... Well, a little bit of trivia about um, Janice Calavici, played yeah. by Georgina Riley. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was actually a guest on Weeby Geeks back when her and her husband were doing the Salchuk movie about Terry Salchuk. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. She's great personality. I was so excited to see her name on, on the show. I'm like, I hope she's not just a one and done. No, and having her very- as a recurring has been so awesome. I, I she was, she was such a fun interview. I was like, okay, yeah, this is. I'm I'm glad to see this role for her. Mm-hmm. I did like the supporting cast. I thought it worked really, really well, and I liked how there was not a generic. They were not generic at all, Mm-mm. and you know, I think that made it even better for me because you had you know each one was their own individual type character, and it's interesting because. Ben was different than Sam in that Ben's memory was slowly coming back to him more than Sam's was in the first. I, that may be the product of not knowing whether they were going to survive mid season break or not. So they, I I think that may have been rushed just to help get people in it sooner. Mm -hmm. Well, I, 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 I think that was a, that was compensating for the mistakes from the original where if they, if they had pushed that more in the original season one or even first half of season two, I don't think it would have been as much on the bubble as it was. Um, Cause it wasn't really until season three that, you know, Sam starts remembering things, mm-hmm. you know, because the, the episode, um, where he leaps into magic, you know, the leap home part two, that was season three. Right. And 
you know, that's dealing with his brother. And, and there were, there was the whole story arc over three, four episodes of dealing with his brother and, and the memory flooding back like crazy. So, I mean, season three is where they finally let that go. I think doing that here was really doing that earlier really helped, um, especially in today's age really helped grab the audience quicker and hold them quicker. Yeah. Cause the, the original, the original Sam, I think was a, a good avatar for the audience. Like, Hey, I, I could also go out and do good in the world. And I could be just like him and you can kind of put yourself in those shoes, but, but we've also kind of evolved as a TV audience now where we, we don't want to just have a, an avatar to step into. We also want to be able to identify with the characters in some fashion. And I, I think it was a great move to make Ben more, more identifiable in that sense of he, he shows who he is. He's still jumping around and, and doing good wherever he goes, but he's also a, a person with a real backstory and a real personality. It's not just a, a shell that, you know, you put right. a new person into. Uh, and I, I think it really helped the dynamic of this show to really start kicking into gear uh, to, to have that, those experiences where he actually lights up when he sees somebody new that he recognizes from his past. Like, Oh yeah, that's, that's Ian. Yeah. I, I remember these things now, you know, mm-hmm. but, yeah. but then we get that reality in the final episode where he leaps into himself and he's got to establish the first date with Caitlin <laughs> and he's still having to be guided through how to do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. As most of us do with first dates anyway. So. <laughs> God, it's been so long. I've had the first date. I, I wouldn't know what to do now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it, it was interesting. And I liked, you know, Ben was a very likable character right from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You weren't, you know, you weren't sure what his motives were, but you liked, you know, that, you know, you liked him. He was a typical nice guy. And that, you know, the very first episode was that he, was the bank heist and you know in philadelphia and it was very it was a great introduction and he didn't have a clue of course who caitlin was or you know what he was there to do and it it was and so i found that i found it fascinating and i thought it was really it set the table really nicely Which is is kind of surprising that they actually pulled it off the way they did because that was not the original first episode. They they swapped it around because it worked better as a pilot, but the original pilot was the one that was what a disaster the the one about the San Francisco earthquake. Uh, that was supposed to be the the introduction, and, and they didn't feel it was strong enough, and so they did a lot of rewriting on the fly to to make that episode the July thirteenth, nineteen eighty five one actually work as a pilot episode and you can see you can see the scenes in it it's it's got a typical you know typical uh pilot episode uh is this gonna work or not especially some of the effects as as, um you know caitlin's walking in and out of the imaging chamber for the first time but but overall the chemistry really seemed to work Mm -hmm. and that's one thing you notice in the show is the chemistry not just between you know caitlin and ben but also between you know Ben with all the different the other you know surrounding characters you know and you had then had Caitlin and all the other characters and you know you had characters like Ian and then you had Jen and you know Magic and then of course you had Janice coming in later 
you know, Janice was the big mystery. What, what was she about? You know, and, you know, why did, you know, Ben trust Janice enough not to, you know, to help him come up with the computations and everything to, you know, for his plan. But because, you know, Janice found out something that was going to happen down the line to Addison and he knew, and she knew how he cared about Addison. Which was Caitlin Beckett's character, or Bassett's yeah. character? Yeah, yeah. Addison so. was, was interesting too, because you know you had rough and gruff Al, and now you have Addison, you know, who's also a former vet, and it was just it yeah. was interesting. So, and I I thought it it worked really well, and that was the neat thing to do with it, and. You know, then you had the mystery of the, who is the, the, you found that there's another leaper in this. Martinez. Exactly. Martinez. And you had the evil leapers in the first series. I didn't, I never saw Martinez as after the first time you, at first you were like stroking your beards going, Hmm, is he one of those evil leapers or something? But it was interesting when Martinez leaped, he was the same color as Ben was. It wasn't because in the old series, the um, Sam was blue, but the evil leapers were red. Yeah. So. And I, I loved that they hung a, a lampshade on that entire evil leaper thing. Cause that was, that was one of my thoughts too, was like, Oh, well, you know, you've got you've got Martinez bouncing around in there, so is he an evil leaper? Oh well, Ziggy, Ziggy is now supposed to be some sort of uh, some sort of enemy to them. You know, spy. I was like, oh, are they gonna make Ziggy into this new Ziggy into Lothos? You know, like was com- the computer from the the evil leapers? Uh, and then they actually bring up the file on the computer. Like, yeah, there's this weird misfiled thing that you know is signed off by Al Caladici that says uh, we've encountered evil leapers, and then they just kind of toss it aside. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> but for but for Ziggy to sabotage what was going on, because he, he's also controlling everything with Martinez in the future, mm-hmm. you know, I, I thought it was an interesting move. Okay, we're going to have to do this blind. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and it was interesting, and, and that too, made it because, too. Mm-hmm. you know, because you had Janice, like, you can't trust anybody at, you know, Quantum Leap. And, you know, you made, it started making think, oh, is Ian bad? Is Magic bad? Is Jen bad? You know, is Addison, you know, who's going to betray everybody? And it ended up being the frippin' computer. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I, it was so fun, you know, from the, the, the espionage point of view, like watching everybody start pointing fingers and like, oh, is it you? Is it you? Is it you? And then you start watching the characters as they start to process it themselves. Like Ian, for example, is, you know, not sleeping and going through all these calculations and stuff. Like how, how can I possibly turn bad? You're like, okay, you're not the mole. You're not, you're not the bad guy, obviously. (laughs) Unless there's something down the line that pushes you over the edge. You're obviously not the bad guy. You know, there's character moments like that, that, that really helps sell the, uh, the characters back at, at the quantum leap project. The one thing I did like that the original series didn't do is even if it was just for one one brief part of an episode or crossover from one episode to the next, a leap into the future. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, when I saw that, I'm like, you know, 
based on the original, everything went backwards. You couldn't go past your the present time from the moment you left. Correct. Or or to whatever the current time is at at the base. Mm-hmm. And jump so far into the future. It's like, whoa, okay. I wish they did this sooner. <laughs> oh, of no. oh, this can happen. How is the how is the past going to figure out what needs to be fixed in the future at this yeah. point? And it was it was fun to see that, and I'm glad they did what they did with it because one of the, again going back to the the notes about the the older series, you know, one of the the speculations for a potential season six was you know Al was going to go into the accelerator and and his first leap was going to be to the future to a space station as he's looking for Sam and, and it's kind of like, okay, well, how do we, like you're saying, like, how do we, how do we do this? What, what is, what is the, the calculus behind that to make that work? And I was really happy to see that, that it was, you know, Ian who pointed out the algorithm is not supposed to let you do this. You're, you're here on a fluke basically. And the accelerator keeps trying to pull you back because you're not supposed to be here. And I need to give you this piece of information right now before it succeeds in ripping you back into, into the, the string theory you belong to. Yeah. Well, it's interesting though too because Ben also went back to the old west, mm-hmm. and Sam's in Sam's theory in the original series, it was only his lifetime, you know, that he can go right. back. And I know there was one where he went back to the Civil War. Yeah. And but that was that was a fluke. But you know, Sam's yeah. um, but Ben's wasn't. Ben just Mm-mm. ended that up there. purpose. That was purpose. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because that's also where he met Martinez for the first time. So, but I I don't think that was in Ben's line of leaps to fix whatever. I think that was possibly something with Ziggy to take Ziggy and or take uh Ben and Martinez and have them meet completely outside of their their lifetimes. So nothing would be affected if something was to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause it, it, it plays with that same the same philosophy that they had in the original show. Like the original show, I was talked about how you know it was you know God or time or fate or whatever that was it was pulling Sam along on these leaps. And in this one, you've got this this you know algorithm that he that that Ben was kind of handed and said, We're, "This is how you're going to do it." And it was you know basically slingshotting him around on that that image we saw. Um, so I, I, I really wonder like who, who or what pulled him to the old West to, to meet Martinez the first time, because it's again, outside of his lifetime, he shouldn't be there. Uh, yeah, there's, there's still a lot of unanswered questions there. Yeah. No, it's definitely interesting because you had all those unanswered questions, even from this series and they had, you know, the storyline that, you know, Ben was going to try to save Addison. That's why he was doing the, he jumped instead of her. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting to, that we got that story resolved in this. And it was, but it was also interesting at the same time is, is it resolved? You know, there's probably more to it, you know, cause you also, you did have Ian leap. You know, because Ian took – that's how Ben found out that he had to do it and everything. Yeah. And well, it, 
and to, and to have that one whole sequence where uh, the one character goes, yeah, here's a sketch of the person who, who I saw inside me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Maggie's expecting Ben right. and it's Ian. It's like, okay. That was a nice little, like, wrench. It was like, oh. This is a twist. This is yeah. a swerve. This is, <laughs> I, and I loved it. Um, and the guy was such a good artist. He was able to do, you know. Yeah. Well, with this series, I kept thinking back to would the original format of just the, just Al and, or just the Leaper and the Observer, would that, could that work today? Or, I think, I think it could or, work. Or, or, or is the ensemble that we have seen proven that this is so much better? No, because. I think, you know, we wouldn't have known differently. I think we would have, you know, we would have accepted it that it was Sam and Al, that those were the two main characters. And you heard, you know, Al talking about the other, you know, other people, but you didn't need to see them. But I think it worked for this version of the show a lot, you know, a lot better. And these people, you see them glimpses of these folks. You don't have a whole episode set in the present. And Ben is just like, you know, five minutes here, five minutes there. It's all it's, still it's focused good, on Ben's story. It's a good balance. But yeah. I tell you, I would love one or two episodes next season where it's nothing but Ben and one observer. And we don't mm-hmm. see and we don't see the behind the scenes crew at all. Well, we don't I, see the control room at all. I would love that as just a, a an occasional nod to the original series. Just one or two episodes. That, that, that'd be it for me. It'd be a, a good question as to whether or not that kind of format could survive. Because I, I, I thought about that myself, you know, and I, I kind of lean toward the ensemble really carrying things in this modern era. But I also recognize that, you know, they, they could do just a two-person, you know, kind of show like we're talking about. They might have to work harder for it, but it's obvious the hunger is there for this kind of show because – the the thing that really drew me into this and said this is going to work is the fact that this has the same heart as the original Quantum Leap. This is just about wholesome good things happening to people because someone is willing to step up and do that, you know, to carry the load. And and the the numbers, you know, and the fact that this thing is, is succeeding tells me that even in this kind of cynical, darker sci-fi era that we we live in, this is still there's still hunger for this kind of thing. Right. You know, so they may have to work harder to make a, a two-person show thrive, uh, or even for a couple episodes. But I think they probably could do it because as long as they keep this chemistry rolling, this formula rolling, then people are going to tune in. And, it, and, I, and I think it would be even more fun uh, if there if there was an episode that was to come out on a day where the airing would be the same day as what an original episode aired. And they redid that script. But how would how would Ben handle it as opposed to Sam and, and put the twist? I almost be, thought they're going to do it with that, that uh, Halloween episode. Yeah. Because that was that was almost like, you know, 
oh, are we, we're going to do the, the owl turns out to be the devil. <laughs> kind yeah. <of> show. Yeah. <laughs> Instead it ended up being Janice. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, well, I, I think that the, the other episode that they did that made me go back at, and look at the original series and, and say, I almost wish they did it back then too. It's the Groundhog Day episode at the uh, nuclear base. Yes, I I loved that because, they, it, I mean, when when they started doing the Groundhog Day thing, like, okay, well, how long is the ad? And they're like, you've got five iterations, then you're done. I was like, oh, okay, you you put a spin on this now. Yeah, and he's got to solve it. And yeah, I I was that was one of the things I really wish they had done when with the Sam and Al era was, you know, a very similar thing. I agree with you on that. It was interesting too, but I love that episode because you got to see it over and over, but each time from a different person's point of view. Mm-hmm. And Ben had to try to figure out who was the who set the bomb, who set you know, and it w- it was really, really, really well done. And Usually, I'm good about picking that type of stuff up. Oh, is this is this person? That one had me going. I'm like, okay, I. I'm just going to let this ride because I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. It I, was I'm a not, fun episode. It was, you know. That's the one that just made me say in my mind, shut up and just watch and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Don't try was, to figure it out. I not. was just waiting each time. Rise and shine, campers. It's Groundhog Day. <laughs> yep. So, But yeah, it was. And I liked. And I like how, you know, they didn't plenty punches with the series you know ben leapt into male female black white green orange it didn't matter and i they didn't hesitate with anything and mm-hmm. they didn't that. hesitate in the original either no not at all i think in some ways i feel like ben slept into some, a little more diverse than than sam did mm-hmm. yeah uh, i don't know I think the only thing I don't remember seeing, and and I could be wrong, the only person I didn't see Sam leap into was an Asian person in that series. Mm. But he, he, he leapt into a black man, black woman, white woman, white man, Native American. Yep. Down syndrome. Yep. Um, deaf, deaf, yeah. Uh, Rab- rabbi, yeah. That was that was a fun one. Yeah, um, they, they even put him into a chimpanzee. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, mul- multiple, That's very true. multiple versions of uh of different states of handicap. Yeah. Um, I think I I want to say I don't think we saw anyone from the LGBTQ community, but then again, this was 89 to 93. Yeah. That, that wasn't a, it it was just coming to the forefront. I know there were, I know there were stories involved because there, I want to say there was a story in, in regards to a person who Sam leaped into was dealing with a family member with AIDS which was a big thing 
at the time. Well, there's also one of my one of my favorites, uh, Running for Honor, where he he leaps into that military cadet and um, he has to put you know Al in his place because it's you know well it would is he gay or not? And Sam's like, doesn't matter, <laughs> you know. So they, they right. leave the question open. Exactly. Um, I think that I forgot about that. It. I I yeah. forgot about that episode. So I mean, I I think we we've gotten similar diversity. I mean, Quantum Leap was diverse. It it was when it comes to diversity, it was the Star Trek of the eighties into from eighty into ninety. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it carried that diversity over, just like Star Trek did with with the stuff that it. Um, you know, broke the barriers with. No, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think right cool. now the diversity here is a little different and I, I'm hoping we see more of of what avenues they could go into with um with season two. Because I know there's still a lot that's being thrown at us as a culture that a lot of people aren't understanding that I think this show can help educate some of that understanding more. Well, yeah. It's the, the mark of good science fiction, you know, quantum leap, the first five seasons, you know, with, with Sam and Al were very progressive for the era and it, it, it upheld the mission of, of good science fiction, which is basically turn the mirror of the human condition on us and say, this is what, what you are now. Mm-hmm. You know, do you, do you see it? Uh, and I well, think they did a really good job here too. And that's one of the things I love about the new series with like Ian, they don't question, they don't make it, they don't focus on that at all. And he's the brilliant one. He's, you know, he's just, in a lot of ways, he's as smart as Ben is. Right. Maybe in well, some ways smarter. And it, it's pretty awesome. I, I, I don't want to be that guy, but having done some research on the actual actor, Come to find out the actor identifies as they, them. Right. And that's, that's why pre-show when we were talking about it, or maybe earlier, you know, I started to say he, you know, Ian, he did this, he did that. And then correct very quickly, they, them. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I'm older generation. I I may be the oldest out of the three of us. I'm not sure. If not, I'm close. It. I doubt it. We'll talk after show. Um, <laughs> but it, it's. Faulkner's the old guy. Right. <laughs> well, if he's saying the show came, the original came out and he was in middle school. No. Right. I, I, I got him beat. I got him beat by at least three years, three, four years. Um, again, after show. It's... But, but I'm. Generation old enough. That it's, give me, I'll grasp the the pronouns, just give me time, because I'm not accustomed to it. It doesn't come naturally to me, like my daughter and, and and the younger kids that I'm working with at work. Be gentle with me. I'll get there. So for me to, so for me to correct myself and go, they, them. With, with Ian and the actor, it, it's progress for me. So, um, and, and I think for for me, for Ian, 
that's almost the way because they they really don't broach pronouns with him at or with the Ian character at all. It's always Ian. Yeah, they're they're I I don't remember pronoun labeling with with Ian at all. No, they they didn't. Yeah, they didn't do it. The only time that they actually kind of even even pointed at at uh, Ian's non-binary status was during "Let Them Play" with the the transgender uh, uh, individual on the on the basketball team, and when they when the game was going on and Ian was able to join through the imaging chamber and cheer on, even though the the player couldn't see it, you know that, because, kind of, that feel good Ian moment. Had, Ian yeah. had a tie because Ian was grew up in that area. Yeah. But we also see Ian's girlfriend. Right. Or ex girlfriend too. Yeah. Which is fine. Yep. Not 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 a problem with that. Mm-hmm. It, it it's I, I being the moderate person I am, yes, I, I lean a little more conservative, but I do have a lot of progressive liberal values. Um I really loved the Ian character, and I loved how Ian was presented to the limelight. Yeah, it yeah. It, it, it did the job of of of, of showing us that, that people outside of the, the binary spectrum, you know, the, the typical male female, and you know, button down and everything, have a place, and they are smart and capable and can do everything that that your normal people, you know, heteronormative people can do. Um, yeah, you know, and that's what made me fall in love with the Ian character. Was you know, it's not pushing your face. It, Ian just exists <laughs> as as Ian should just exist. Exactly, yes. exactly. Yeah. Ian is a great, great character. Just in general, I like Ian as much as I like magic, as much as I like you know all yeah. the others. You know, I think it's pretty awesome, and that's what makes a good team. And I'm glad it was Ian who in the future, who gave Ben the code. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that leads into the next question I had for you guys. Ben's journey throughout the season. Did it work for you guys? Because some people I've, I've heard and read were like, it was a little off kilter. Did Or do you guys feel like it? it was a strong journey and that he got to the point he needed to get to. Go ahead, Mike. I heard you breathe first. <laughs> he breathed <laughs> first. You breathe I, first, Michael. I, I breathe and I'm thinking here. I, I think a lot of people were expecting it to be Ben Song's journey because Ben Song is the traveler. You know, and I, I think they were expecting that as the main character in the Sam kind of role that, that Ian is supposed to go on some sort of growth you know, quest. And and he did to a degree, but I think I think really the the journey was more for the ensemble, right? Because everybody had a point to play in trying to figure out this mystery along the way, and they all became a lot closer by the end. Like at, at the beginning, it was you know very you know disparate kind of group, and at the end, as 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 Ben is presumably leaping back home, they're all gathered around watching to see. Is he leaping here? Is he done? You know, they were they were tight at the end. 
they were done questioning each other and trying to figure out who was going to be the bad guy. You know, they had all had had moments of growth throughout the series. So I, I think that the the answer to your question is if you're considering just Ben, it it was a journey. If you're considering the entire team, yes, it was very strong. It, it made these characters shine. Okay. Mike? I I almost agree. It, <laughs> oh, my I mean, God. Well, really? No, no. Not almost agree. I do agree. Okay. Um, sorry. I, I'm, I'm trying to – I almost had a thought remembered before I, I passed it over because Mike had breathed first. And I heard him start to go, and I didn't want to stop, stop him. Um, and in turn, stop myself. It's all um, about the breathing, man. You got to breathe it first. Is. That's what I get for being an audio engineer. I hear the minute stuff. Um, I I found it definitely a, a journey in a different aspect of you know it's the whole teamwork. Well, like what was said before, um, we're getting. We're seeing what Sam's or Sam. We're seeing what Ben's doing with with everyone behind the scenes. And instead of the journey of ooh, this being a, a personal journey of growth for Ben, we have Leaper X almost fairly quick into the series, like three four episodes in. Yeah. Right. So it's now and then. You know, Janice plays a immediate effect right from the start. So you got those two different subplots going of, okay, well, Janice is the bad guy here. And then you find out, uh, no, she's a Calavici. Mm-hmm. She's actually trying to help in her own twisted way because she now knows about, because she knows about Leaper X that we just got introduced to. So it's how do we prevent the sleeper X from screwing things up here? Cause that's what leaper X is doing is trying to try and go after Addison, but finds out it's not Addison that's leaped. It's Ben. And he, know, and he knows why Ben has leaped. Right. That's so it, it's, it. It, 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 it's, Definitely a survival of the program. Mm-hmm. And how do you bring back a person who wasn't wasn't prepped to be the leaper who became the leaper? Mm-hmm. It's interesting, too, because, you know, Ben wasn't trained for it. Ben was supposed to be basically where Addison was. He was supposed yeah. to be, you know, the owl and it was it it was real interesting to see that that happened okay let's then get into the whole thing with martinez you know cuz that's a whole you know i don't think that storyline is done i know martinez is done but i don't think the storyline is done i don't yeah. think so either i think that's going to be season 2 yeah you got a lot of operatives they said that you know that that he was only leaping because the government wanted him to to do you know the, do the cover up kind of thing. Well, those people still exist. I mean, we, I think we still have that that one uh, story thread with the uh, the senator that showed up and 
Mm-hmm. And mag- magic suggests something about trying to figure out if he could save uh, their relative who died in a car crash or something like that. I, f- I forget the the details, but you know that one senator who just spontaneously show- spontaneously shows up at the project and like wants to know what's going on. You know that kind of thing. I, th- I think there's probably still people in the background who are who are you know twirling their mustaches and <laughs> how mm-hmm. do we use this to our own benefit kind of thing. Well, not just using it into their own benefit because they feel that you know that Ben and crew might be actually damaging, you know, time instead of helping it. Mm-hmm. And they might be thinking they're doing the right thing, but you know, that it's not. Cause I don't think Martinez thought he was the bad guy in this at all. No, no. Well, no to, I, to take the line from clone wars, he's just a good soldier following order. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's a good way to put it. And it was interesting that he worked that way and that actually, you know, I, I really think whoever sent, you know, sent Martinez and whoever, you know, corrupted Ziggy or, you know, do we have Ziggy back? You know, that wasn't answered in this, you know. I want to say so, the last two episodes, Ziggy was still turned off. Yeah. So but I think. Are but, they done with Ziggy or, you know, that's a good question. Am, am I remembering something that doesn't exist? But did we see at the end too, Ziggy start to glow a little bit in the final episode after Martinez was gone? I don't remember. And, and Sam leaps. Sam? Ben. I mean, Ben leaps. Hey, it could be Sam. Okay. Well, I don't know. Like I said, it could be. It, if it didn't happen, maybe it's something I, I wish did happen because I think that would be just as cool. Well, I would. I think they're handicapping themselves without Ziggy in some ways. So, you know, I've, I find it interesting that you have that. And I think Ziggy. I hate to say it's an integral part of the team. So, and helps them get data more easily than them having to surf the internet to find out what happened, when, you know, on that day. So, but hey, thank God we have the internet. Think about it. Al and Sam did not have that back then. Right. No, well, they, well, no, they, they did in, in their own way. Cause remember, Back then, the military had the internet. Yeah, they but, were they they had with Calavici. He had military ties to get that access for the program. Well, the access was through Ziggy still because Ziggy was the supercomputer that was getting all the detail, and mm-hmm. so yeah, it's it's kind of a different world now with oh, it. Yeah. So you know, we had that happen. Before we you know start wrapping this up and predict what's going to happen next season. What were what were your fi- favorite episodes? Let's start with uh, Mr. Mike himself. Um, I think I, I have a really a really soft spot for "Let Them Play" just because it does have some social commentary to it. Um, you know, and it, and it, it portrayed that very well. Um, I know, along with a lot of other things this season, I was <laughs> I was guessing the entire time, and I. I lean forward and and verbally know when uh, when Ben leaped into the uh, 
the uh, mental hospital because uh, from pre- previous experience with Quantum Leap, leapers don't do well <laughs> in mental hospitals. Uh, so I was like, oh, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> you know, no. and then, um, you know, we've, we've already talked about the um, the the oh. dynamics of, of Judgment Day, you know, with him leaping to the future uh, and then having to navigate his own life, you know, basically leaping into himself, which was always perilous for, for which Quantum Which was Leap. the worst first date ever. <laughs> yes. And and just just the the dynamics of, of what they attempted to pull off, you know, with okay, well, he's he and Martinez are fighting in 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 the project, you know, and they're trying to, you know, he's trying to spin up the accelerator to to blow up the project, and they end up taking their fight into an operational accelerator and both leaping again. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> okay, so the leapers have just leaped again. How does this break everything? <laughs> Well, it's kind of funny because if you think about it, it's Sam who left in Sam's body, but it was, uh, sorry, Ben in Ben's body, but then mm-hmm. it was also Martinez in Magic's body who went back to. And, and yeah. part part of me wishes they had not pushed the reset button because I wanted my brain broken over that. Um but another part of me is like, nobody, nobody would be able to process that. I'm, they push the reset button. We're good to go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Exactly. What about you, Mike? Favorite episode is the one I talked about earlier, Leap, Die, Repeat. Mm-hmm. Episode 11, which is right before Let Him Play. <laughs> yep. The week before. Yeah. Because, you know, we, we always had heard if the leaper dies during the leap, if, if the person he leaps into or they leap into dies, mm-hmm. they're dead. Well, exactly. We found that out, found out with Martinez because there is no Martinez anymore. He's lost. Yeah. So now, but here's Ben dies. <laughs> but now back into a different person. Yep. Same room. <laughs> Same scenario. Or back starts off in the elevator again. Yeah. It's like, but, but that's okay. all because of the radiation, I think they said was the reason that was happening. But to, to cause that, that mm-hmm. quantum loop was, was intriguing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and then, and, and I liked it just because of the fact that we didn't get that in the original series, and it would have been fun to see in the original series as well. Mm-hmm. That, that episode, how, how could they have done that back then? Sure, and, and it works so well now. That episode too also has one of my my favorite moments of of the first season, and that is Caitlin Bassett and that just primal anguish scream when ben dies the first time oh yeah yes. yeah like i mean i mean caitlin bassett is she her debut is quantum leap right this is her first her first role and she is selling it and especially that moment i was like oh, whoa <laughs> i mean she she carried the essence of of the whole thought of person leaper diet but uh, leaps into if they die they're mm-hmm. dead no very much so he he dies yeah uh-huh. she's horrified she's screaming he's not she coming back he's not coming back exactly and then and then a minute later uh he's back <laughs> yeah where is he same time different, different versus yeah <laughs> which was just awesome and, and then she all like no. what <laughs> yeah for me i I love that episode. I thought that one was awesome. Actually, the two you both mentioned, actually, I love. 
but also loved SOS, which was awesome because you also met, you know, you met basically Addison's father in that yeah. mm-hmm. and played by a very familiar actor. So, <laughs> which, which was awesome. And he, he was Superman. Yes, he was super. <laughs> he was super in that. But I felt he, he sometimes shrunk a little bit too in that, you know, stuff. But I found that that episode was really well because you saw Ben, you know, having to deal with military, but also a CE, a CO who was going crazy mm-hmm. and having to try to circumvent it and helping prevent World War Three at the same time, pretty much. Well, and and, not only that, dealing with Addison's father, yeah, who has been the scapegoat for an event that they actually end up correcting. Yes. Mm-hmm. I fully expected in that episode when I was watching it, Addison's character to change a bit because her relationship with her father changed and because, because you know, because all she said, he he was a quiet man oh you know because he was drummed out of the military because of what happened right and you know he wasn't a father to her after this and but you saw how much in this episode how much he cared for his daughter and everything and I, 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 I felt like that was going to completely change you know because how your parents treat you changes you to the core in a lot of ways right. but I don't I don't think I think what they were expecting to happen with them changing the history here would change the history between Addison and her dad, but I don't think that change ever happened Hmm. because being a, a war vet, um, that may have still overpowered anything that could have potentially been changed with this particular scenario. We, we also have a lot of a lot of kind of timey wimey stuff anyway with with the people who work at the project. You know, it happened in the, in the original series as well. Whatever changes the leaper makes along the way don't necessarily change the folks at at the project. You know, they they're cognizant of the entire journey. They're um, in a bubble of some kind. In, in, yeah, kind. Of. I mean, like even Sam in the first season, he he was able to influence his own life by by you know getting uh, Donna to to become his wife you know it was not it was she originally had left him at the altar and and by happenstance through that leap he was able to you know change his own past and even though sam al kind of hid it al also um rec- you know he admitted later on that he had had to hide that because he promised donna he would yep and so like they they are cut somehow in some sort of, of stasis bubble if you will of like we understand the entirety of the journey the world is shifting around because they, they, they were very, they were very clear about that in the season two premiere um, with that one Senator who, who Sam helped out and the, the lead of the, of the Senate committee, you know, changed from this gruff old guy to this, this woman who's like, I seem to remember a Sam Beckett. I don't know why, you know, but, but Sam's dealings had made that change and Al recognized the change. He saw that he saw the shift happen. But the senator had no idea what happened. Right. Uh, look at, you know, even Magic says, you know, Sam leapt into him. Mm-hmm. You know, when he confesses this story, I believe to Addison, um, Sam leapt into me, changed my life. 
because yeah. Yeah. originally Magic was supposed to die mm-hmm. along right. with Sam's brother. And they corrected that. Yeah. But yet, we we still know when Sam goes to a later time post-Vietnam, there's, there's, yeah, Sam's brother still is alive now, but there's still not much relationship between Sam and the brother right. or the brother and the family because of what went on in Vietnam. So, yeah, it'd be very interesting. I hope they explore that a little bit more next season. And that leads right in perfectly to, you know, my final question for you guys before we wrap up. What do you guys want to see for next season? Are we going to see the return of Sam Beckett? Are we going to have a continuation of the story that, you know, there's going to be other leapers that he, that Ben has to deal with, or is he just going to be now, since he saved Addison, is he going to be just now just leaping randomly? So many questions I just asked there. I I want you guys to answer it right now. I think there's going to be a leaper. Why? Uh, I don't think we're done with that. I think the whatever program there is, there is. And I think timeline-wise, we're going to catch up to what that program is, especially that the you know, especially since they say the government's involved and the government's starting to get involved now in the current timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's going to eventually catch up. Um, I... If we were to see Sam, I would love the essence of the character to be there, but not, um, not Bakula yet. But I would love because I would. Because we're at that stage where, unlike Ben C. Martinez, I don't think Ben's going to see Sam. You may catch that this is not the way really this person is supposed to be. Maybe this is Sam. Maybe that person leaks out. Are you a leaper as well? Triggering that. And there may be a chase there to where eventually down the road it sets up. We see Scott Bakula, a, a Sam, possibly being pulled back. Out of, the, out of the quantum realm. But I don't, I don't think we're going to see Scott Bakula yet. But I would, okay. I would love, I would love the essence of Sam to be teased. Okay, cool. All right, Michael. You know, I was going to say that the issue for the stars was, was, yeah, I guess Sam Beckett in there. Now I'm thinking that that scenario through, <laughs> I, I can see a leap where, you know, Ben, Ben pops in somewhere and, you know, depending on the rules that, that they say Sam is still operating under, because that's kind of fluctuated a bit with with what the future was supposed to hold for that original series. Uh, but I could, back in the original series, Leapers can only see each other if they touched. And so I could, I could also imagine, like, you know, Ben trying to piece together, this guy's not quite right, or whoever it is. And then he, he actually reaches out for whatever reason, and we get the classic leap effect and there's you know scott bacula saying you're like oh, oh boy <laughs> yeah um 
that that would be the, the shoot for the stars speculation. Um, I would really like to see uh, along with the, that kind of the conspiracy stuff we've already talked about, like, you know, who's, who's behind the scenes pulling, pulling strings um, kind of like where, where some of our folks are from, from the original series. I know the actor who played uh, Gushi has, has died. Unfortunately, I know uh, that, that Dean Stockwell is also not with us anymore. Um, but you know, the threads were laying like, you know, Donna was there. It's Sam's wife from, from, the previous show um his daughter through quantum leap timey wimey stuff uh, sammy joe fuller was also working for the project um one question i asked gen- generically on twitter amongst the quantum leap fans was you know the government doesn't just give up locations like they keep a hold of real estate for a very long time who's minding the store out in, in new mexico right now because <laughs> the original quantum leap is still probably sitting out there in mothballs you know, it, it may be technology out there or, you know, is that the same Ziggy and will this Ziggy ever speak in Deborah Pratt's voice? We don't know. Um, those are the kind of things I, I kind of would like them to, to point back to along with continuing this whole thread of, of um, just doing good works, you know, continuing the, the, the traveling nomad kind of thing and, and just, okay, I've got this to fix. I've got this to fix all leading to something big, which I have no idea what that would be yet. It'll be very interesting to see where it ends. Because there's so many possibilities, and I agree. Maybe that's where the other in New Mexico. That's where the other leapers are from, or and obviously it's from the not far in the future, but it's from our future still. The other leapers, because Martinez was older than when we when we met when we met him in the present. So, and I I often wonder when. Magic went to go see Martinez if that's what set him in motion to join up with that. So, and so it'll be very interesting to see. So we're going to have to wait and find out, but we definitely would love to find out what you at home think. Please feedback at earthstation1.com. We definitely would love to do that. This is a good topic, folks, and this series has some legs on it now and I have theories, but I'm not going to bring it up right now because it'll blow people's minds. And, you know, we, we've already talked for over an hour on this and I think, you know, we can go another three at least. So it's just time to fun. So let's take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment and we will see you on the other side. If I could save time in a bottle First thing that I'd like to do is to save every day till eternity. It was the year of fire. The year of destruction. The year we took back what was ours. It was the year of rebirth. The year of great sadness. The year of pain. And the year of joy. It was a new age. It was the end of history. It was the year everything changed. The year is 2261. The place, Babylon 5. The podcast is the Epsilon 3. Right here on the ESO Network. So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Earth Station 1 podcast. I want to thank everyone for being here tonight. Mr. Faulkner, thank you so, so much. Oh, thanks for having me. I I have uh, very few opportunities to just just gush over Quantum Leap, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity tonight to do so. 
Oh, my pleasure. You know, it's, it's as fun for me as it is for you. So, <laughs> you know, this is kind of cool that we got to do, be able to geek out for a little bit. And this is what our show is about. This is why we've been doing it for 13 years. So it's part of the fun of doing our station. One is geeking out about topics that we love and like, and, you know, or joy or whatever, but you know what? Each, each week we come back and, you know, twice talk to you guys. It's pretty cool. Anything you want to promote, sir? Oh, I will always take the opportunity to promote uh, the timestamps project on my site, Creative Criticality. Uh, since 2014, I've been going through Doctor Who one episode at a time or one story at a time, starting from the very beginning with uh, William Hartnell and the Un Unearthly Child. Uh, I'm up to Peter Capaldi's era now. Actually, his his final season. I'll be doing Oxygen this week, uh, leading up toward the uh, his regeneration, and then it's a straight shot to the end through uh, the Jodie Whittaker era. And if, uh, if everything That'll holds, the time stamps... That'll go quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> if everything holds, the time stamps project will catch up to Doctor Who at, a, at about the 60th anniversary, possibly the, the regeneration into the 15th Doctor. So, yeah, that, that should be fun. Uh, you can find that and so much more of my pop culture ramblings at uh, my website, Creative Criticality. That's at creativecriticality.net. And then you're going to start doing Quantum Leap episodes, right? I have honestly considered it. I've, I've, I've mm. got a lot of things on a list of like, what can I do after timestamps? Because, yeah, that's, it's going to go to more of a periodic thing, just like the show does. I'm like, well, you know, Quantum Leap is sitting right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I see it in your future, Mr. Fucker. <laughs> I definitely do. And Mr. Mike, thank you as always, sir, to be here. It's been too long. It's been too long, but absolutely enjoyed it. Excellent. Anything you want to promote? Run three shows. We Be Geeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks, Wookie Radio. Uh, all websites, take the show name, uh, keep make them all one word, add .net at the end. Uh, or check out the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective, where you can also find First Station One Yep, as a partner over there as well. Uh, along with finding Earth Station One on their own, uh, yep. EarthStation1.com. Com. I remembered. Wow. Exactly. I'm shocked. My mind failed me. Uh, exactly. Uh, but yeah, WeBeGeeksPC.com is where the collective is located. Uh, find us Twitter and Instagram. Just search the shows and we're there. Awesome. Awesome. A couple of weeks ago, I had promoted a show that Judy and I were watching called Daisy Jones and the Six up on amazon great great show we finished the series it's wonderful it's enjoyable and it's only i think eight episodes so okay. you know it's really cool to watch and basically it's you know kind of fleetwood mac inspired but some other things inspired it too but we were lucky enough to pick up the soundtrack which is actually the album they're working on in oh, cool. the studio during the show and it's all the music from it, even, and it's the original cast playing all the instruments and everything and a ton of fun. It is. So you get that's to a, see the making of That's a great concept. That's a great concept. Everything. So definitely check it out. It's a semi-documentary. Also, Mrs. Maisel came back this last week. Yeah. And Judy and I, when we got home from South Carolina Comic-Con, binge-watched the first three episodes because... They put out the first three, and then they're going to be doing weekly 
um, one episode a week and because I think they're only doing nine episodes total. And this is the final season of Mrs. Maisel. And they're yeah. doing time jumps of all things, which is awesome. Because Mrs. Maisel took place in the late 50s, early 60s. Mm-hmm. And some of the time jumps are already into the mid-80s. So it's pretty awesome to see the series. And it's a ton of fun. So, folks, if you get a chance to watch any of those, there's so much quality TV out there. And, you know... We've already coming up with the end of Picard. We got the end of the Mandalorian. <sighs> yep, so yep. we got so much good coming up. And then I have to decide what are we going to watch next. So it's, well, it's I like, know I know the definite must watch for me coming up next is uh, Strange New World in June. That's true. That's yep. awesome that then, it's coming. Then we got then Ahsoka, Ahsoka in, in August. August. Yep. yep. Oh, and that trailer is so frippin' good. It's so oh, yeah. good. I still think Thawne's going to end up at the end of Mandalorian, but that's just that's just me. Because I think he's going to take on uh, take out Gideon. That's, oh, they're, they're, yeah. Just the speculation I've been hearing alone from last week's episode labeled spies of just the, the conspiracy theories of who's the spy, who's this, who's that. Mm-hmm. Oh, the armor has horns on her helmet. Gideon has horns on his helmet. In uh, <laughs> in trying to piece things together, and like, okay, some of these theories, I I've watched I'm rolling too much, my eyes I'm out. Too much Others, I'm like, good in WWE to know someone's going to turn heel, so it's okay. Hey, <laughs> I, I love watching wrestling. So I totally understand that. I I I, I do, but the, just some of the stuff coming out is like. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, we'll be talking all about it in the next the next two episodes of the show. So let's hold off on to talk about it till then. But we're but we're gonna do always... our re- we're gonna do our recap next week on Wookie Radio. That's awesome. Not this week. This week we're still finishing our wrap up of Star Wars Celebration. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for listening to the Earth Station One podcast. Always remember we couldn't do this without you. Literally, we could not do it without you. If you want to support the podcast, please check out our T Public store. Get some very cool ESO Network swag, including the new Darren Noel Wonder Warrior T-shirt. Um, all processes from that go to charity and folks. It's a great T-shirt. We've been selling quite a few of those. And, you know, it's just showing support for Darren. And, you know, he was taken from us way too soon. Also, remember, if you want to listen to our show before the rest of the world, why not join in the ESO Network Patreon? For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support us here at Earth Station One. Check out the ESO Network on Patreon at patreon.com slash ESO Network. We also want to hear from you. Please write us anytime at feedback at earthstation1.com. Remember, you can find Earth Station One wherever fine podcasts are found, including on Weeby Geeks. Now, Earth Station One could also be found in video format on YouTube. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about us. You know, like and subscribe, like and subscribe. It's right here below you, folks. That's all you have to do. Click on the bell up at the top of the page, too. That lets you know when we have new episodes, which are now coming out twice a week. Not just once a week, twice a week. On behalf of myself, Mike Faber, of course, Mr. Mike and Mike. It's awesome having Mike's here. This is just awesome. Thank you guys so, so much. You know, Mr. Gordon's not here because that would have been four mics. And I think that would just made the world explode, if anything. Or the quantum realm would just go, you know. 
it would have been awesome. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you here next time on Earth Station One. Hug your loved ones. Have some fun. Exactly. I like that. That's the new name for the show. ESM. Awesome. I'll talk to you all soon. Peace. And we are done. Poof. Yay. You've been listening to the Air Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Air Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.